Are you struggling with kids fighting, yelling, and more despite listening to the podcast and reading all the books? Parenting can be so overwhelming and exhausting. You know, I see you and I have something that will help. Mindful Parenting SOS. I'm offering free live mindful parenting sessions starting Monday, May 6th. Basically, live mindful parenting lessons that you normally have to pay for. So if you struggle with getting your kids to listen, tantrums, misbehavior, and feeling the guilt of yelling at your kid, then you should definitely get your spot in Mindful Parenting SOS. I'll be there to answer your questions in person, and if you can't make it, we will have replays available. Don't wait to get your spot now. It's free. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS to register. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Parenting Podcast, episode number 434, and it's a very special episode today, my friend. It is the 2023 Best of episode, and we have the top five most downloaded episodes from 2023, and I'm going to be able to present these to you in reverse order from number five to the number one most downloaded episode. So this is a very exciting episode. Hold on to your hats. You're going to remember some awesome things if you've already listened to these episodes or you're going to hear some awesome things if you haven't listened. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Mindful Parenting Podcast. Here it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Parenting, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 25 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course, and I'm the author of the international bestseller, Raising Good Humans, and now Raising Good Humans Every Day. 50 Simple Ways to Press Pause, Stay Present, and Connect with Your Kids. So drumroll, please. The number five most downloaded episode of 2023 is episode number 392, How to Handle Boys and Aggression with Tosha Shore. In this snippet of the podcast, you're going to hear a story about Tosha's experience with parents who were frustrated with their boys' wild behavior and aggression, you're going to find out how they were able to experience a really quick transformation and turnaround by changing the way they approach their parenting. I'm curious about what do you see as kind of the old traditional authoritarian methods that have not helped boys and why well let me just tell you about a parent that i was working with yesterday a dad okay he came to me with his partner um they have a five-year-old who is struggling he is um, hurting himself banging his head against the wall throwing things breaking things going after his baby brother um you know hitting his parents i mean it, it there's a lot of aggression happening and they're terrified. And when they came to me, I've only been working with them for two weeks. So when they came to me at first, this is not very long ago, they were literally frozen in fear. So much so that I couldn't even teach them any practical tools yet. I just said straight up, look, we've got to get you 
into good enough parenting shape to even be able to try any of these things. You're so scared that you're frozen. And so we, I mean, I'm obviously paraphrasing, right? <laughs> Not necessarily I would talk directly to the parent, but, <laughs> but um, yesterday when I talked to him, this is one week later, he looked completely different. Like he was much more relaxed and he shared, I always start out with having them, having my clients like share a win, a time when they felt proud of themselves as a parent or a time when they felt particularly connected to their sweet boy. And he was able to share many. And he said, actually, things are going a lot better. And, and I asked him why. And what, you know, he had several reasons. And what, one of the reasons was that he said he had been really fearful of letting go of the more traditional, harsher methods of discipline because he felt like peaceful parenting was just sort of being a pushover. Uh-huh. And he didn't want to be that. And he didn't want to model that for his kids. And he said, but what I've noticed is that the harsher I come in, the more upset I get and the harsher I am with my punishment, coming back to your question, you know, if I put him on timeout, if I isolate him, if I yell, if I raise my voice, if I shame him in any way, he said the behaviors just like skyrocket immediately. Like it's an immediate, it's like throwing um, lighter fluid on a fire. It just explodes in my face, he said. (sighs) And he said, but, but, but I, so I'm realizing that like, this is the only way that I have to do the work so that I can stay calm and show up. And like, when I'm able to be playful, for example, or, or remember that he's struggling and I'm the adult here to help him, things go much better. He said, we've actually had like much less aggression this week than we've had in a long time. I love that story. That's such a great example in an incredibly short amount of time. But, but I mean, do you, you know, I can imagine you see that a lot because if, if you start to take away the adult behaviors that are aggressive, right? we start to just stop being aggressive, triggering our kids' fight, flight, or freeze response and adding all that, you know, negative energy and, and to that, you know, stop like bringing the fist to the fist, right? There's going to be like a radical transformation. I'm sure you, that happens fairly often. Absolutely. And parents come to me typically wanting to fix their boy. Something's terribly wrong with him, like help me get him to stop doing X or start doing Y. Um, And over and over again, I have to say to parents, like we're looking at this backwards, right? You're coming to me and you're wanting him to change so that you can change, right? I'll stop. I'll stop getting mad. I'll stop yelling at him. I'll stop sending him on a timeout if he stops hitting his little brother, And I have to reframe and say, no, no, actually, that's not the way it works. It works the other way. We have to get ourselves into good enough parenting shape first. And when we're able to change our behaviors, (laughs) you will see that you'll be able to implement tools that will allow your sweet boy to change his behaviors. And it can happen quite quickly. But it doesn't happen first kid, then me. It happens first me, then my kid. I hope you found that episode with Tosha Shore fascinating as I did. That was episode number 392, How to Handle Boys and Aggression. So go ahead and listen to the whole thing. It's awesome. All right, let's move on to number four. The number four most downloaded episode of 2023 was episode 386, How to Help ADHD Kids with Seth Perler. And in this clip, you're going to hear 
Seth, talk about ADHD and the importance of executive function for planning and prioritizing. He explains that ADHD kids have a challenge in attending to long-term goals and self-care. Stay tuned for more Mindful Mama podcasts right after this break. Parenting can be loud, stressful, and rough some days. And we want to be able to go to bed and take care of ourselves in a really beautiful way. And that's why I love that Cozy Earth is a sponsor of the podcast. Cozy Earth offers bedding products that will transform your sleep. The bedding is temperature regulating, which is like a huge sleep benefit, has superior softness, incredible fabric, and incredibly high quality. All the products come with a 10-year warranty. Truly, incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and your overall wellness. You deserve to treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence after all the day's craziness of parenting with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. And it's a way to prioritize your self-care and sleep health. You deserve it. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use the code MINDFUL35 for 35% off. That's awesome. At CozyEarth.com. That's coupon code MINDFUL35 for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. As parents, we know that there are so many things in life that we have to compromise on. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that doctor that doesn't really listen to you. Instead, check out ZocDoc. This is a place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there's no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you actually know about. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. Go to ZocDoc.com slash mindful and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mindful. ZocDoc.com slash mindful. You talk a lot about executive function. Let's talk about what is it and how does it pertain to kids who are suffering um, with ADHD? And what are the things that parents and teachers should understand about it but don't really understand? Well, executive function is how the brain or the prefrontal cortex of the brain or the frontal lobe or the front third of your brain, if you put your hand on your forehead right now, the part of the brain right behind your hand, that that is what helps us to execute tasks. To So the word executive the word execute, to get things done, to execute tasks, complex tasks. So you and I are recording uh, a show right now. We're executing a pretty complex task. In order to do that, we had to use different executive function skills to do this. We had to plan. Uh We had to organize. We have to prioritize. Um, As you know, I have people that are like doing work on the house outside, making all this um, noise. They're using sanders and stuff. So I have to prioritize focusing and being present with you. 
I, I have to focus, pay attention, concentrate so that there's prioritization. So I'm prioritizing our conversation over the noise, but I'm also focusing. And in order to do that, I also have to inhibit distractions. So this is very distract. What I hear, and I'm sure you, the listener, probably aren't hearing this through my mic, but I'm hearing noise, distracting noises. So I have to inhibit those distractions. That's part of executive function. Yeah. So impulsivity is following our impulses. Inhibiting is to hold back in certain ways. So I'm holding back from allowing myself to be distracted. Anyhow, I talk about 13 different executive functions, but some experts say five or three or eight or 10. The way that I speak with parents and teachers, I talk about 13. But it's any of these skills that I need to do right now to, with you, execute this task that we're uh, doing right now. Now, we also use executive function when we're playing video games. We're also using it when we do homework and study and clean a bedroom or do a chore or do a job application or a college application or whatever jobs or tasks or things any of us are doing. For those of you listening, listening to this is is part of executive. You're using executive function to be able to listen and focus and concentrate and pay attention and um, prioritize and know when you can kind of fade out and focus on other things and when you really want to listen or rewind it to a part or whatever, what have you. So executive function is how the brain helps us get things done using all sorts of skills that are needed to get things done. Now, the problem that we have with executive function comes when there are non-preferred tasks that need to be done in our own best interest. And part of executive function is future thinking. And a lot of times as young people, we don't have very good executive function to think through the consequences, good or bad, in the future. Oh, if I do this, this will set me up for a better future. If I do this, this is going to cause some problems. So, um, but that is part of executive function that uh -huh. develops is this fu future thinking. So when it's in the moment and we don't see a need for it and it doesn't seem like a priority and how do we empower somebody to do the things that they need to do to plant seeds in their life for a great future when there's this resistance because it doesn't seem important and it's a non-preferred activity and there's so many things that are more fun, that are easier, uh, that are more preferred that we'd rather be doing with our time than whatever the thing is like homework or organizing or brushing our teeth even or whatever the, the thing is. Okay, so... Now, as that relates to ADHD, how does that, so when talk about executive function, obviously we need it for all these things, our, our society, right? So we're not, we're, we kind of like, uh, you know, we're not, we're not running around following every impulse, which would be incredibly dangerous. And how, how does that relate to ADHD? A hundred percent relates to ADHD. ADHD, essentially, if you were to look at my list of 13 executive functions, ADHD is all about those things. Now, if you look in the DSM, you, I think I think the DSM has three groups of six challenges with ADHD that you look through. But um, either way, um, exec, ADHD is about uh, it's attention. It's called attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactive hyperactivity disorder. So, and the DSM is called at different things at different times, and then there are different subtypes of ADHD. Either way, what I want you to think about is the word attention. Okay. okay? How do we attend or focus or concentrate or prioritize or plan? Or, uh, these are all about what are we attending to? 
and when they say deficit, you know, there are a lot of people who complain about the word deficit for good reason, uh, because it can be misleading. Um, but because they're the person with ADD does have a lot of attention going in different places, but the deficit would, if you're going to use that word, would be coming in. How do we attend to the places that are important. So there's a deficit in attending to the things that are important to get our long-term self-care future goals met. Um, and people uh, take issue with the word disorder. You know, it, it can be very, um, sure. it, yeah. it can sound yeah, yeah. very negative. But hyperactivity has everything to do with impulsivity and inhibition. Yeah. So anyhow, they, they are, uh, ADHD is an executive function disorder. Okay. Yeah. So if you're, if you, you know, don't have the ability to in inhibit distractions, to prioritize, to plan, you know, if that, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, it's developmental or it's practice or right, whatever, right? Like there's a delay in that function in your brain that this is obviously something that's going to um, have have all these incredible consequences. Yeah, the same. So, yeah, we're still calling kids lazy and unmotivated. That's so sad. Oh my gosh, it's frustrating. Yep. Yeah. And then that goes to, and they could have called it many different things and they could still change the name, you know, and you can call it whatever you want. I encourage you all to call it whatever you want. I think that's so interesting and just helps me understand ADHD so much more when he really breaks it down like that. So I hope you found that interesting. That is episode 386, How to Help ADHD Kids with Seth Perler. Go listen to that whole episode. It's awesome. Okay, number three, moving on to the number three most downloaded episode was... Episode 383, Mindfulness for Busy Parents with Shonda Morales. And Shonda is a friend of mine. She's great. And in this clip, Shonda talks about the profound benefits of mindfulness practice. Before I began a mindfulness practice, I remember thinking, like, I'm not sure if I want to be more self-aware. <laughs> Because I yeah. felt at times in my life, like, painfully self-aware. And yes. I wonder sometimes if that's something that holds people back from practicing because they don't necessarily want to be more self-aware if if that self-awareness is painful. What what do you say when, I mean, does do you come across this? Oh, of course, of course. And I think that's, you know, a huge uh, barrier to some people sitting down and just getting quiet or still at all is the fear, that unconscious fear of what am I going to uncover here? And is it going to flood me? Is it going to, uh, will I be able to tolerate it? And, you know, will I just completely lose myself in it? And so when we test it out, so I always just invite people to experiment with it. Um, and that, that edge, find your edge of where you, what you can sit with and be still, but not force. We never want to force and, and shouldn't feel like that. Um, but we realize often Wow, I can tolerate a lot more than I thought I could, you know, if we have uh, a little bit of guidance. And I think that's such a huge piece. I mean, the coming back to what you said in the beginning, especially when we're learning to practice mindfulness and meditation, to have a guided voice is so crucial uh, because we can get lost in all of this. And, and it's not rocket science, uh, 
but you do need a guide and a little bit of somebody to kind of bring you back and show you when you might be getting lost in the judging because otherwise people, I'm not doing this right. I can't calm my mind. You know, I can't stop my thinking. All of those myths that we encounter around meditation. And there, I mean, I know these benefits, but I'm going to ask you because you're the guest on the podcast. So <laughs> what are the benefits of of this tolerance, right, that we, we talk about, right? Like we're learning to tolerate these uncomfortable feelings. Someone might say, well, why would I want to do that? I just want to get rid of them. Yes. What are the benefits to this learning to be with all these things? Well, that's where empowerment comes in, because when we can allow ourselves to feel, I mean, number one, we move through an emotion rather than, uh, you know, in denial or try to go around it, which we know without our emotions will always show up and find a way to make themselves known somehow, some way, if we're not willing to look and feel and go through it. Um, and it is hard sometimes. Absolutely. It can be, and you know, intense. It can be very intense. And I like to use that word rather than hard. I mean, it can be hard as well. Um, so the benefits are that we are able to be there for other people. I mean, that's definitely something I've noticed as a therapist in those first couple of years of really practicing meditation and mindfulness is my capacity to hold other people's emotions. Um, so, you know, as a therapist, obviously that comes in handy, but for all of us in any relationship to not become so easily triggered and you with mindful parenting, of course, is about, and we've all been there and I still can get there, is, you know, when our kids are feeling intense emotions, we are, we feel it, of course we feel it. It's contagious, we love them, we care so much, we feel helpless. Um, and then we're triggered and we're off and running. So the more awareness we have. Uh, so being able to tolerate that and recognize, oof, I'm feeling it. I'm in it too. But I know how this feels and I know it's going to um, crest and then ebb and, subs and subside if I can ride that wave. Um, if I've done that through meditation and through practice, I I'm more able to uh, feel the unpleasantness of sitting with somebody else's intense emotions. So. Um, we live our lives more fully. You know, it's a continuum of pain and pleasure and pain and all of those um, dualities of the more grief, for example, if I can allow grief to come in. Um, I lost my father like a year and a half ago through cancer and sat with him when he passed. And yeah, and it, but it was a very, actually a beautiful experience because I was able, it was so in, intertwined with love and grief at the same time. And so I don't know if I didn't have a mindfulness practice, if I could have sat through that and felt that intensity. Um, but it was a it was a beautiful thing and a gift to him and to to me. So that's a great example of how we can tolerate a whole lot and really not just tolerate, but open up the space and the capacity to live our lives, to feel. That was a piece of episode number 383, Mindfulness for Busy Parents with Shonda Morales. It's a very interesting episode because we recorded that on a day where I had been having a really hard morning. So in the very beginning of that episode, this clip is from a little ways into the episode. From the very beginning of that episode, you if you listen to the whole episode 383, you'll hear that she helped walk me through a mindfulness practice to help me get grounded the very beginning of the episode. So check it out. It's an awesome episode. Really, really grounding, centering episode, episode 383. Okay, 
number two, moving on the number two most downloaded episode of 2023 is episode 384, a mindful parenting coaching session, how to hold space for big emotions. And you'll hear me talk to Sarah. And in this clip, you'll hear how she explores the connection between allowing herself time to rest as a stay-at-home mom in this time and her capacity to handle life and be more regulated with two preschool-aged boys. But I think a lot of it came from that's how I got love and validation is that mm. you were, you were, you were achieving and you were doing and you mm. were being the good kid and you were, mm. um, you know, so there was no sleeping in on mm. Saturday mornings in our family. It was you get up and you do all the housework. So there wasn't, mm. you know, um, breathing space wasn't a thing. And, and of course my parents were of the culture where, um, you are, you, you do work and you work and you work. And, mm-hmm. and I know like my dad, even in, re- in retirement now struggles with, with finding meaning and purpose because he can't do what he used to be able to do. Right. And yeah. Uh, and on the other side of work, there's like enjoyment of life, but there's also being on this earth, right. That's like, holy moly, we're alive on this earth. It's amazing miracle. You know, is, like if we is, are yeah. working all the time, it, it, it's good. It's good to work hard. Like, yes. But a lot of the work hard comes from a sense of like, I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy if I'm not working hard. Right. Like, cause you're sensing that in your own, that kind of underlying message in your own upbringing. Mm-hmm. And so then to see this, well, what is it do I want to pass on to my sons? Uh-huh. Do I want to show, what do I want to show them? Right. If I'm, if I'm modeling all the time, you have to live what you want them to learn. Right. So do you want them to feel like um, they need to be productive all the time? I mean, yeah, you got hockey in the evening. You're watching hockey. That's good. I also great, play hockey but, too. And you play hockey. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You're playing hockey. Okay, yeah. good. When are you playing hockey? I, I'm not picturing this in the, in the schedule of the week. <laughs> uh, so Sunday afternoons, um, I'm part nice. of a women's league. So I leave my boys at home with my husband and that allows me to, or it doesn't allow me. <laughs> I don't need permission from him, mm. but that allows me. Mm. <laughs> that allows me to be able to go and then the odd odd Wednesday evening but they're sleeping so that's easy for him he can do his marking and of course prep okay I go and play okay hockey. so yeah I guess I just want to point out that there's some places to explore a little more leeway in your life because this is the most intensive time of parenting when you have a two and a half year old and a seven month old, when they're really like, when they're in like five and under, it sounds like that's going to be forever, Hunter. What the heck are you talking about? It actually is not going to be forever, but it is the most intensive time as far as like intensive, like just minute after minute attentiveness required, right? Um, it Things change as they get older, but even in this time that's, I mean, especially in this time that's most intensive, it's, you will be able to show up better for them when you have a chance to be you, when you have a chance to have breathing space, when you have a chance to really fill your own cup 
then really then feel more relaxed, have your nervous system be at ease because you've exercised, you've gotten fresh air, you've had time with friends, supportive family. Like we haven't even talked about have you know when have you had time with friends, right? But you're in a new place and all that stuff. So like prioritizing those things is actually the you know of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to offer that it sounds like there's a pretty often there's not a real it's a really like complex and challenging situation to find a some breathing space for people but it sounds like for you there's a 15 minute drive away some breathing space and a conversation and maybe a, a regular schedule that could be set up where you could carve out a little breathing space and practice having a little more ease that would translate into you being able to be more present for your kids ultimately yeah and i see i think for me um I hear that and I, I wish that for my husband as well. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that's part of where the guilt comes in for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he leaves at six in the morning and he gets home at six at night. And then he mm. has dinner, helps helps with putting the kids to bed, and then he starts working again, you know. Uh, and so, um, and, you know, when I carve out space and time for myself and I do things for me, I feel guilty because I mm. see my husband, you know, working so hard, and I'm like, well, and I'm and I'm not con- I'm not contributing to the family in any other way, right? Like, um, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, hold on a second. Okay, you taking care of your children is this is not not and taking care of like all the logistics of your living. This is not not contributing to the family. That's that's some crazy kind of logic that you have there because it's not a, a paid contribution. Doesn't mean it's not a contribution. I had a my I had friends who t- twelve years no fifteen years ago now they calculated how much money they would have to spend to make up for all the work the wife was doing, staying home with the kids and taking care of all the things. And they calculated 15 years ago, $60,000 a year in U.S. dollars. So I know that's going up. So yeah, if you need a monetary number for it, I'm sure you can find it, but I really need to push back on that. I'm not contributing to yeah. the family. And I, I, and I know that's like in my head, of course, I know that's true, but I, I do know that I, I feel that sort of viscerally, um, Okay, so can you work hard enough to help him stop work, working so hard? No. Is is you, you know, just being efficient every second going to help him ma- help him stop working so hard in his new job right now? No. And this is very similar to like, you know, if you have a sick person, you can't make yourself sick enough to make them better, right? Part of it's not that he's sick. I'm just saying, and I, no, that no, maybe that was a bad metaphor for that. But no, I, I you know, like metaphor. your your work has it's not it's not you you can't adjust his work by you working harder or not working harder. So, in fact, he needs you even more to be grounded, stable, clear headed, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going through a tough time himself. Mm-hmm. And that the. the the logical, rational part of me that says, yes, this is why you're doing this, Sarah, so that at least there's one human in this 
group of four that can be calm. I really loved connecting with Sarah, and I hope that this episode has helped many people. It's been downloaded a lot. Obviously, it's the number two most downloaded episode of the year. Check out the whole episode. There's so much there. It's episode 384, a mindful parenting coaching session, how to hold space for big emotions. Okay, we're there. We're at the number one most downloaded episode of 2023. What will be to me, it is no surprise that it was episode 390, Conscious Parenting Roadmap with Dr. Shafali. Dr. Shafali is a legend, an icon in conscious parenting. She is the she wrote the foreword for my new book, Raising Good Humans Every Day. You can read that as well as so many other books. In this clip, she talks about how our unconscious expectations for our kids can lead to problems. And also she talks about what our kids' misaligned behavior means. Stay tuned for more Mindful Mama podcast right after this break. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. We enter the parenting process believing they will be a mini-me or a better version of us, right? That's it. That's our fantasy. Be a better version of me and be like me, uh, but better, right? And that is such a disastrous uh, setup because 
A, we don't recognize when our children are not us. We don't celebrate it. But also we stop them from being themselves. But then the worst thing we do to ourselves is we have this great disappointment. But we set ourselves up for the disappointment. Mm. And we don't see that. So imagine relinquishing that and releasing all expectations. Now we're starting with a fresh canvas and we're understanding who our kids are moment by moment. And it changes every, every month. It could change, at least in the early years. There's no, you know, repetition going on. There's, it could happen one time and then we could not see that behavior again for many, many months. Uh, but then as they grow older, recognizing that this is who they are, and appreciating and celebrating them. I think that's such a healthy way for us to be, you know, and it's such a beautiful invitation. I love that. Um, so you you talk about, you have a chapter on kids speak, and you talk, you say that all our child's misaligned behavior is a sign, and this is an acronym for something inside gone negative. So how does this help us, like, hold boundaries around that misaligned behavior? Well, the first thing is to understand that most of us humans, uh, but definitely children who haven't learned the skills yet to communicate articulately in real time about their feelings, we have to give them a handicap, right? And we have to understand that when they're screaming or yelling or being disrespectful or unmotivated, it's not just a behavior in and of itself. It's a symptom of a deep-rooted cause that we need to tap into to understand the symptom. And that's why I created the acronym S-I-G-N, something inside gone wrong, gone negative. What is, what's going negative? What's, what, are, what is the misalignment inside my kid that is causing the disrespect, for example? So if your kid is being disrespectful, your initial egoic reaction is to yell back, to control or to punish. But if you understood that, ah, they're just being disrespectful because they're disrespecting themselves right now. They are actually confused right now. They are actually stressed out right now. The first thing you do is don't take it personally. The second thing you'll do, therefore, is not yell and scream back, which only makes it worse. Then the third thing you'll do is create a choice. And what are your choices? Well, there are very, they're varied number of choices depending on the age and developmental level of your kid. If your kid is under six years old, your choice is to First choice is to make them safe. So sometimes you may have to hold them. Sometimes you may have to remove them from the situation. Sometimes you may have to put them in their crib or close the door or take out all the sharp objects. The first thing is creating safety. If they're safe, now you have lots of choices. You can try to mirror them back and go, I get, I get it. I get it. You're angry. You're angry. Mama made you angry or whatever you want to say. Yes, mama made me angry. And then you can both, can I, can I show you how you look angry right now? And then you can be angry and mirror the feeling. But you have to first create safety, then create validation, then mirror. And I talk about all these techniques in the book. And you can then handle the situation till the wave passes. If it's an older kid, you can create the boundary by leaving them, going, I see that you're in a mood. I can see that you're not in, you know, the right space to have this conversation. I see that you're angry with me, but you're not able to communicate. I'll be back. I'm going to take a time out. So all of this can happen once you yourself realize that it is not about you. It's about something going on within them. And your goal and role as a parent is to simply take that energy that they're pushing and shoving down you, take it all and put it back on them. Hey, I guess you're not feeling really too well, good right now. Hey, I think you're stressed out. 
even just understanding that for yourself will create compassion. And it frees you, it liberates you because the other way is to take it personally, which then makes you feel like you have to have seek retribution right away, which makes you feel like it fixed the problem right now. And that just causes so much dysfunction. I love hearing Shafali talk about parenting. It just always sparks joy, sparks connections, sparks inspiration for me. So I hope you enjoyed this best of episode. Rock on for you for getting all the way here to the end with me. And I hope it's been a great year. It's been an awesome year doing the podcast. We're excited to bring new things to you next year. We'll be doing some live sessions. We'll be doing some in-person retreats. There's a lot going to be happening in the new year. Make sure you're on our mailing list so you can hear about all the things happening. And remember that as a podcast listener, you can be listening to this podcast ad-free. If you go to mindfulmamamentor.com, you can click on the podcast link and get to Podcast Plus. And it's a great way to support the podcast that you love and get ad-free content and exclusive extras as well. So it's a win-win. You get to listen to it right here, right where you're listening to this right now, whatever your podcast player is, it's really, really easy. So go check out Mindful Parenting Podcast Plus. You can give it to yourself as a gift for the new year and support the podcast that you love. So I hope you have a great day. I hope this episode watered all your good seeds. I hope it inspired you and all of those things. I would love to know, of course, if it did, please do let me know. And I'm wishing you, wishing you the best of New Year's. May 2024 be your best year ever. May you have more peace, more ease, more connection. All of that for you. And I'll definitely be practicing to bring it in my own life too. I'm so glad. I feel so honored and blessed that I get to do this. Thank you for being here. You listening is the reason why I do this. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And um, I can't wait to connect next year. There's so much coming. So anywho, have a lovely, lovely week, my friend. And I will talk to you real soon. Namaste. I'd say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I have this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? 
Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for a community of people who get it, who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the waitlist, so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. mindfulparentingcourse.com No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.